Welcome to the Performance Health Podcast. My name is Tim Karen. Today we're going to be talking about choosing the right path. I got three big hard and fast rules that I'm going to go through. One, can you get a job at the end of it? Two, can you actually contribute? And then three, what is the network potential? I'm going to dive into that pretty aggressively. So as you start to look through this and listen to this and looking at your career and your trajectory, hopefully that this is resonating. Also, get over to the PH curriculum. This is your go-to resource, advanced level strength coach, strength coach curriculum, and it breaks up into coaching, movement, nutrition, and training. Each one of our courses is broken up into 10 to 20 modules that have four sections within it. This is a really good resource for any coach out there. Anyone who wants to improve their ability to understand how to think, apply, and do the fundamental aspects of strength conditioning within their setting, can't say this enough, PH Curriculum is your go-to resource. Get over to that. We also have a book, Strength Deficit, Leveraging Eccentric Versus Concentric Ratios. This is going to be your technical guide to improving performance, relatively speaking, to increasing or decreasing the deficit. We have a practical course helping you to apply this within your setting. This is your companion guide, breaking up into six different sections, frameworks and models. It goes into testing and KPIs, physiology and biomechanics, increasing, decreasing deficit, and then practical considerations. If you read the book, you're going to need some sort of practical guide to help you apply that. If you just go through the course, you'll need the technical guide to be able to fully understand what you're doing. Both are going to be critical for your development. Lastly, Realize.me, your command center for all health and wellness performance. This is a dashboard. This is experiments. This is sequestering labs, getting discounts on supplements. This is your resource to create a program that you can actually see in a visual form the impact from. You do a protocol. You're doing a method. You create an intervention. How do you know if it's doing its job or not? That's where Realize Me comes in. It's the ability to dive into the impact of what you're doing, relatively speaking, to a goal. Realize.me, your command center for all health and wellness performance. Let's go into this. It's going to be a great podcast. You guys are going to really enjoy this. Take notes. Go through the, go through the blog featured at phpodcast.com. Dive into the curriculum when you're done with that because this is just the tip of the iceberg on a topic like this. We'll see you guys on the other side. So this Strength Coach Chronicles is going to be about choosing the right path. This is a really good question to start with, with everybody, you know, and I I look back about my career and I think about the choices I made, the internships I did, the jobs I was probably in some way, shape or form I chose, but also probably equally selected for. And we think about whatever the outcome is, whatever the true north is. And we think about in the profession, how how much control do we really have over our trajectory, right? And there's always these influences that have a decision on or impact on our decisions, right? I don't want to travel. I don't want to be far from home. I don't I don't want to sacrifice living on a couch to be a year working 80 hours a week for 52 weeks a year. We have to consider all these things when we're making any kind of choice. But the thing that I really want to go through with this chronicle, and if you read through the blog posts, it's, it's very simple. 
why do you want something I think should have a larger precedent, relatively speaking, to what we do than the actual other variables associated with that, whether it's working at a prestigious school or organization, whether it's working with the person that we think is this oracle-like figure that's going to have the answers to everything, this ability to be at a place that will be transformative for your career. I want to start looking at the path that we choose, relatively speaking, to the why with everyone I'm working with, because it's a fundamental question, right? You can go into Simon Sinek, start with why, the concentric circle, they buy why you do it, not what you do. You know, the why, what, how, the, the, the trajectory of deciding anything should be preceded by why you want it. And I think this is something that as an employer, as a mentor, as as anyone that has a role in a coach's development, this whole podcast, someone's going to listen to this, someone's going to go through that. Like, how do I, how do I orient myself as the mentor, you know, the, the person who's got a voice, the person who's going to be listened to and acknowledged as, okay, that's, that's advice, that's feedback, that's direction. What's important for me in that role is to understand the responsible thing to do is to ask why you want something. Why do you want that before I can tell you if going to an inter- doing an internship is a good idea or not, or before I can tell you taking that job is a good idea or not? And I think the why is fundamental. So one of the first things I'll ask them is why do you want to coach? Oh, I want to help people. Okay, that's great. That's awesome. Why is that important to you? some sort of personal story uh, about your athletic performance that was probably somewhat impacted by bad strength conditioning. Um, And that's another conversation to be had. It's choosing a profession based off of feeling wronged or spited. You know, it's the bully syndrome over, I was bullied in high school, so I want a position of authority and power. So I become a cop or I become, I enter the military. You know, bad strength conditioning, or at least in your mind, like you didn't get the output that you wanted. And I'm not sitting there and saying that a lot of high school strength conditioning is good. I'm not sitting there saying a lot of private strength conditioning is good. But a lot of that is, was that the real reason behind whatever lack of performance outcome you got? I had bad strength conditioning in high school, really bad. It's not the reason why I wasn't a great athlete. It's absolutely not. The reason why I wasn't a great athlete is because I wasn't a good athlete. But when you put that in perspective, that's not the reason why I got into coaching. And I could say there from my aspect, it's I know what I didn't want to do. I know what I kind of wanted to do. And I wanted to see if that was a potential viable option. But for you, the person that's looking to enter this field, the person that's looking to take that next proverbial step, the person who's maybe working at a job and wants to cross that threshold of working in the team sector or working in a group group exercise sector or whatever other variables out there that you're trying to figure out to make that next proverbial step. Why do you want to do it? I want to help people. I want to help people because I wanted that help when I was in that age or that that period of my life. 
I want to help people because I think it's the right thing to do. I want to help people because when I look at the way we could contribute to the universe and making the world and the environments that I'm in a better place, this is the best platform to do it. Then we got to look at the other end is who do you want to help? I want to help athletes. Great. I want to help athletes take that next step. That's awesome. What does that mean? What does that look like? Well, I want to provide really quality training to them. I want to provide a high performance model that looks at sports science and program design and coaching as this fundamental foundational piece to improve athletic performance. That's amazing. That's awesome. Who would be that? I only want to work with elite level athletes. Okay, I'm going to stop you right there. Because that's not, there's no congruency between those two. Because elite level athletes, the margin for improvement is minuscule. You're working with these razor thin margins that, quite frankly, that idea of training, performance training, improvement is not relative to them. Because they'll be good regardless of good training or not. They will. Going back to my example, the reason why I wasn't good at sports is because I wasn't a great athlete. The reason why these guys are great at sports is because they are great athletes. Better genetics, maybe a better mindset or makeup. But the reality is, if you want to help people, you have to work with people who need help. And that goes into a big step of where do you want to go work? I want to work with, only want to work with elite level athletes. So only want to work in the NFL or only want to work with college. So now we've got to go back to your why. Because you're not helping them as much as you think you are. It could be providing more, relatively speaking, to a counterpart, but it's still, it's not much. That's not servant-minded. That's self-serving. It, it really is. You know, that's not bad. I did it. I did it at the highest possible level, working with elite-level populations, where you're walking around knowing that what you're doing contribution-wise is more than my competitor or my counterpart at another school or university. But it's not much indirect actual interaction with your client or athlete. And I put that in comparison to when I worked with high school, bad high school football, my contribution was immense. When I worked at Army, relatively speaking, when I worked at USC, my contribution was bigger because it was more needed and more necessary. I had to close the gap with good programming, good training. The USC, it wasn't that, wasn't that instrumental. I can tell you some of our best athletes really didn't like the weight room. It didn't really, didn't really give their best participation effort when it came down to what we were doing in the weight room. It was still really good in spite of that. What does that say? I'm not saying I don't think I did a great job at USC. I'm just saying when I look at my why is helping people and I'm, what I do doesn't necessarily help. You pick the wrong environment. You didn't choose the perfect trajectory to facilitate your why with your skill set or your future skill set. So when we think about choosing the path, starting with your why and asking yourself, really, what is your why? So I would have told you 20 years ago when I started transition, my why is to help people. But I only want to work with Division One athletes. It's not my why. My why is I wanted validation and approval from my peers. 
in retrospect, that was my why. I wanted to show the rest of the strength conditioning world I was confident and capable, that I was good at what I did. That's why I wrote articles. That's why I posted videos. That's why I have social media, because I want the acceptance and approval of my counterparts. I wanted to compete, so to speak. I wanted to show my worth to the people that I value their perspective and opinion. You, the listener right now, the person who's going through this podcast, if I really was going to sit there and say what my why was in hindsight, it wasn't helping people. It was proving to people around me I was good. And I'm not sitting there and saying that was right. I'm not sitting there and saying that was noble. I'm not sitting there saying that, oh man, that that's a genuinely good thing for the world. It's self-serving. It's selfish. But that's the point. We took out a hobby and something that was supplemental and made it a profession. So much so that I can make six figures and have notoriety and influence. It's an amazing thing. But if the world was going to go into this massive backwards trajectory to stone ages, this would cease to exist. This is not a fundamental aspect of society. It's nice, it's good, but it's a matter of affluence. It's working with populations that can either afford it or have the time to do it. And when we take strip away its parts, the reality of the circumstances, probably a lot of developmental countries don't have a lot of high-performance training gyms and athletic performance training environments. And when we're thinking about our degree of helping and our degree of improving, and I'm going through the process of, for the folks that don't know, I am ACSM health fitness instructor certified, which is more cardiac rehab. And I'm sitting in these cardiac rehab facilities, working with people on a recumbent bike post heart attack. And you're sitting there going, don't get your heart rate too up. Granted, it is extremely necessary and you're doing noble work and you're talking about them about making small incremental changes of just drink more water. Go for a walk every morning. You know, do things to manage your stress. That is a huge potential for improvement. So when I sit there and say I want to help people, I really want to serve others. And I have the choice, the trajectory of stay with that cardiac rehab job, working on recumbent bike, and maintaining this like low steady state heart rate and telling people about stress management versus I want to work with the 99th percentile person, the smallest percentile person in the world, that the margin for improvement is nothing and minuscule and the relative value someone could bring from one to the other is really, really debatable. That what I do and my incredible knowledge and insight on training, relatively speaking to someone else, is small. And if I want to sit there and say, hey, my why is to help people, and I only want to work with elite level populations where what I do doesn't necessarily help. That's not true. 
Find a better why. Because your what isn't congruent with that. I want to prove myself. I want to get into the most competitive, high threshold environment and see if I have what it takes. I want to be in this world where every single day, week, month, and year, I could be potentially fired. I want to be on the stage that people go, that person got on the line and put it out there and made themselves the person that they want to be. I want to be in this incubator of high performance. I want to be at a school or university that gives me the best path to being a head strength coach at Division One or NFL level. Okay. Okay. That's a pretty honest and straightforward answer. But to say this altruistic thing of like, I want to help people, that's not good enough. Do better. Do better. Do better. And you, if you're young, majority of what you want is selfish. Everybody is that at the, the phase of their life. Everybody is. And that's part of the deal. Someone worked really hard for you to go to college, get a degree, pursue this hobby-based vocation. Don't feel guilty about that. Don't take that for granted. But be honest. Tell yourself, all right, this is self-serving. And when you get to that point where you're working in an environment that doesn't really value you or doesn't get to give you that immediate value that you think you deserve based off the education effort it took you to get there, you have a better perspective of why or what's happening, right? I have two master's degrees. I have more money tied into education than most people will spend an entire lifetime on anything. Over six figures. Easy. But when I walk into a weight room, when I work with a client, they don't give two shits about that whatsoever. I still get asked to this day, oh, how, who, are you, who are you and how long have you been working here? At a gym that I own, that I founded. Oh, did you just start? Oh, I never see you. Is this, are you new here? What does that tell you about what they value about the six figures and 20 years of of experience and, and money allocated to this. Not to mention this, people care about what I have to say in my secular small group. I have coaches come across the country to volunteer for me. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter when you get to it because when I get down to that bottom line, if my why is to help people, if my why is to support others in what they're pursuing, that's a pretty selfless endeavor. But when you choose things that are pretty on the opposite end of the spectrum of, I want to show my worth, I want to show my value, I want people to respect and appreciate my insight and knowledge, you have to find a centering point between that. And when we're looking at the bigger picture of choosing the right path, coming back down to what is your why, being honest and straightforward, don't tell me your generic hallmark version of what your why is. Tell me your why, because your actions will speak louder than words. So again, what is your why? And that goes into the next path. If your why is I want to compete and be at the team setting and to show my value, to be in this high stakes, big risk, big reward environment, get that college or team level internship. Now, I'll say this to you. You have just as much of a process in selecting the place that you volunteer as as they do with you. 
And there's some things you consider when you enter that environment of volunteering for a school. And I have a couple hard and fast rules I think you should take with you and you should write this down. Number one is when you take a volunteer position, what is the potential for employment at the end of that? Chances are zero. You have a 0% probability of getting a job from that internship. Is that good or bad? I don't know. I'll tell you this for me, I got a job offer from every internship I ever did. I was a really good intern. I was always on time. I worked my ass off, provided value. I was humble. I was earnest. I did what I had to do to get that job opportunity. If you don't have a job opportunity at the end of that, I think you need to go all the way back to when you chose to go volunteer somewhere and what were the actual prospects of you getting a job out of that situation. Maybe it's a slow burn. Maybe it's a delayed re-gratification moment of five years after the fact, like, damn, I got to call that guy, Tim. He was really good. I got to get him in here. But do you have an opportunity or is there potential for an opportunity to work there? If there's not, maybe you need to find another place. Maybe you need to work somewhere else. The other aspect is from hard and fast rules. So this is rule number two is will you have the opportunity to contribute? Because if you want that job or that opportunity or that ability to say that I got a lot from this experience and there's so much so that I can take that and go to the next place and say, here's why I can contribute because I've already contributed. And we're chasing the dragon, we're chasing the logo, your level of contribution becomes lessened. The bigger the school with the more resources, the less your efforts are needed. All right, and I'm not going to sit here and say that you can create zero contribution. We got to look at it. A school with a lot of resources, with five to 10 strength coaches, with all of the sports science and all of the, the things associated with that, what could you possibly contribute there? What could you actually provide to that school with your zero, zero experience, your zero understanding of what to do, and you don't have any value to them from your insights and knowledge. Your education is important to you, not to them versus going to a place that definitively needs your help. High schools, Division Three, Two, FCS, all these places, non-Power Five, the places that have a ton of sports and not a lot of strength conditioning coaches or resources, that's the place you're going to contribute. That's the place you're going to be able to provide a lot of value to. I worked high school, I worked Velocity, I worked at Harvard as my first three internships. I was the guy, I eventually started doing everything, and I was over time necessary and needed to help get the job done. 41 sports, three strength coaches at Harvard. What do you think is gonna happen when they have three teams with one strength coach? Hey intern, come here. 
watch this team. That doesn't happen at my next internship at Georgia Tech. Thanks for being here, man. You see those farthest racks over there? I'm going to have you stand there. Here's our program today. Next internship, Ole Miss. You're just going to have to float and clean up and wipe stuff down. There's 10, 15 strength coaches coaching in there in time. This is early 2000s. My contribution was so small, relatively speaking, what I could do at high school Velocity or Harvard. But when I go for the interview, why do you think you can work here? Have you ever worked with women's basketball before? Absolutely. When I work with football, if I could teach a swimming or water polo athlete how to do hand cleans or plyometrics or any other exercise in the weight room, I could teach a football guy how to do it. I have extreme confidence that my ability at that point. And the third, and this is the follow through, that if you're gonna pursue a team setting job, you have to play the numbers game. Have to play how big can my network be and then what is the concentric circle off of that network? And what that means is kind of two things. One, there's a finite amount of time you work for free at one place. Within that time, you have to prove your worth. You have to prove your value that they either want to hire you directly or refer you to somewhere else. And then two, what is the next step to increase your network? You want to go swimming in another pond here. You want to find a place that has a different network and different web of people that you're connected with. When you circulate in the same pond with the same group of references, you're cannibalizing your potential to get another job or job faster. So the game is finding a prolific network with a lot of other coaches through that network or that web Proving yourself, if there's no direct job opportunity, getting out and going somewhere else. Finding a completely different network, and it's extremely possible. Getting, proving yourself and showing your value there. And if that doesn't manifest into a job opportunity, finding another network and chipping away at it. So going back to the start, of thinking about this, of choosing your path. What is your why? Do you have a potential for employment for the place that you go through, go to? If you're thinking about it from the lens of, will I have the opportunity to get a job here or not? Probably not a great opportunity or a great opportunity. A place that you could contribute. And then finally, what is the network potential? And how do I get in that network? And how do I expand my reach by being in other networks without seeming like a person that didn't finish the job? And with that being said, is finish the damn internship. Commit. You know, why people like someone is gonna be willing to travel 3,000 miles is because your options are kind of limited to quit. 
paid a three-month lease, found a spot pretty close to Post or campus. I got to finish this because I made a big financial and personal commitment to this. To be honest, it's appealing as a college transition coach. You know, how committed are you to this? And what are you willing to do for it? Do I have leverage for you when you get burnt out? You know, one of the things as a college strength coach over over a decade plus, I'll tell you, man, second week of July, you see this big drop off with energy and potential for your interns to show up. The dog days of summer, we call it. You're out there for summer conditioning. July, early morning setup on the field. Maybe your school has a golf cart. Maybe you're just carrying cones hundreds of yards all around the field. You see your intern with their oversized shirt, a little burnt out, and you start to look at them like, you're losing it? You still got it? Done with the lift. Barely break it down. Don't want to lift. Kind of on YouTube for the rest of the day. You good? You want to get a lift? You got the energy to make it through? Maybe they're going to drop off. Maybe they don't. How you finish is just how it's probably going to have more of an impact on whether you get that job or not. Comparatively speaking, how you start. Everyone's bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and ready to go week one. But week eight, man, you see the real, real picture. And what's that going to look like when I hire you? You going to get burnt out? You got to quit when it becomes a little hard. You got to get a little tired here as we go through and not bring a lot of effort. But we're demanding that of our athletes. We can't do it ourselves. The resume is the product of what you look like coaching for the eight-week internship. And this is what I mean. Have a timeline here. Man, is that eight weeks? That turns into 12. That turns into six months. You're only going to make yourself look bad at a certain point. You're just building in reasons for them not to hire you. And your network is shrunk because you didn't go out there and hit another place. You have to think about the big picture. Why I want to do something matters. The places you choose to go and having the potential for employment matters. The contribution you make matters. The presentation of yourself throughout the entirety of that internship matters. The ability to expand and grow your network matters. You got to look at from the bigger picture of you probably don't have a job, not because you're not smart enough, because you choose a stupid path that doesn't make any sense. You didn't have a plan. You didn't. You probably look at this from the lens of like, I'm just, you know, the product of my environment, man. I didn't look at the opportunity. No one really sees my value. You didn't have a good strategy. You're shooting from the hip. You're taking what they give you. A lot of times people are like, ah, geographically locked in. And then they regret that years later. And then they commit to it too far down the road. And they don't have the ability to contribute. It's a young person's game. Getting into the team setting environment. Your window of getting in there gets shrunk, it gets smaller and smaller when you have to provide for others or you have other things or you just, you're less apt to tolerate stuff that's what young people have to do. So as you start to building out, you know, your trajectory and your plan, 
You have to be realistic about what you can do at that point in your life. If you got to provide for two, three people, if you got to, if you got a couple degrees, or if you have a ton of experience, like, yeah, it might be, it might be noble to say that, yeah, I'm, I volunteer. I'll volunteer here. I really want to get into this. But the person that's more capable to move, or willing to move, or capable or willing to work for lesser wage because the value relatively speaking is going to be probably more well then you have to put that into perspective so here's the bottom line when we're looking at we're looking at training or picking a path for you and your development you have to figure out what you want and why you want it and how you're going to do it choosing your path is important choosing the right steps when a place calls me and says, hey, I really want this guy, but they're going to have to fly out here to interview. My job as a, a person that cares about that intern or that person that busted their ass for me is to tell them, don't fucking go there. The place is making you willing to pay for your own way to go out there and interview for a non-paid experience. How are they going to treat you when you're there? They have an embarrassment of riches. They can say that to you because they have a ton of people who want to do that. They don't care about you. They don't care about your development. But I guarantee there's a high school not too far from you that would be absolutely floored if you were able to help. There's a JUCO. There's a Division three. There's a Ivy League school that's just... Man, thank you so much for being here. There might be a job opportunity out of it, too. There might be an opportunity to get a job down the road. That's the game here, guys. Prove your worth at places that need you. And, and whatever happens, happens. Good is good. If you're a good coach, if you're knowledgeable, if you know what you're doing, it's going to work out just fine. If you're willing to do what's necessary to get where you want to be, it'll happen faster. If you're strategic with what you're doing, based off a larger, more fundamental why, you'll get there. All right. Really, really, uh, this one for me is such an important topic. So I hope what you're, when you listen to this, you, you get that. I hope when you guys are going through all of these chronicles that you have the feeling of, I've been there. I know exactly. How, I've been on all ends of this. I'm just not talking about something hypothetically because I, I know how you're feeling. And I know where you're at and I know what I know what I would, would do if I was in your situation of a hindsight retrospect and having success, a lot of it. So take some time with this, take some notes, go through the, go through the blog post because that's going to bring a lot of value um, and then get on our, our curriculum. Um, I can't say that enough. I'm not trying to just blow smoke and say this is uh, buy this. Our whole coaching course, going through models-based thinking from confirmational bias to quality control down to just being adaptable and selfless, that's gonna help a ton. If this is resonating with you and getting that like burning sensation or that like queasy sensation of like, he's just talking to me right now, get on the coaching course it's going to be extreme value for you because you're going to get access to a bunch of things 
that you really need to dive deeper into and help you answer these more fundamental questions because you're not an island. You're not the only person who's ever gone through this before. We all have. I have worked with countless interns and coaches. I've worked with head coaches that I've had to support. You, know, you, you are your problems are you're not unique. They're just unique to you. And get in a resource like the PH curriculum to help you through that. That's why it's there. The forum that you can ask any question you want and I'll answer it. But I appreciate you guys. I hope this is helping. Hope this is resonating with you guys. You know, stay tuned. We're gonna keep putting these out there and then it's gonna evolve into something really cool here down the road. All right, see you next week.